Welcome to the To Read List. I'm Bailey, and this is a podcast where I attempt to get through the 142 unread books on my shelf. With me, as always, is my friend Toby. Hey. My brother Andrew. I'm devious. And my husband Dylan is the sound recordist. I'm devious CR. Dylan is all about one-upping me on my greetings. I guess maybe he is more devious than I. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he wasn't deviouser than Andrew. <laughs> so these guys are talking about being devious because this week we're going to be talking about villains, our favorite villains. Whoa. Boom, boom, boom. Inspired by Clooney the Scourge from Redwall. Ha ha ha. I thought he was the hero of Redwall. I mean, he basically is. Well, I think he's like an anti-hero. I think he has like different layers on like, is he evil or is he not? <laughs> he's a very subtle character. Yeah. It's really hard to tell where he's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> so we've picked our top three most vile characters. Um, so let's start with Andrew. Andrew, what's your number three? So my number three comes from a little book called To Kill a Mockingbird. You might have heard of it. And it is Bob Ewell. Just saying his name, you can tell he's a bad dude. Sorry if your last name's Ewell, but just... Her first name is Bob. Well, it's not the Bob that I, <laughs> I'm realizing sounds strange in your mouth. <laughs> but yeah, he is the father of Mayella Ewell, who is accusing Tom Robinson. If you don't know the story, I don't want to tell you exactly what goes on, but he is incredibly unsavory. He's at the center, along with his daughter Mayella, of the court case that's the center of the second half of the book. Uh, he is incredibly unsavory, and I remember both in reading the book and in seeing the movie, which we did in school, just like an intense hate for that character. So Bob Ewell, a centerpiece villain of a book a lot of us read in school. Who wants to go next? My number three is uh, a bad guy slash bad guy follower that spans multiple books, um, and it would be Cthulhu, and also the followers and devotees of Cthulhu and his many iterations uh, in the works of H.P. Lovecraft. Now, are we sure Cthulhu's evil? I mean, fairly <laughs> sure. He's like an eldritch horror from outer space. Spoilers. Um, if you're not familiar with the work of H.P. Lovecraft, he pioneered a genre that's been known as cosmic horror, and it's typified by the realization of characters. Um, they kind of come to realize that everything we know about the universe is wrong, that it's ruled over by evil gods that have nothing but malevolent intent. And usually there's kind of a discovery that Cthulhu or some of his spawn, his evil, horrific spawn, are sleeping somewhere beneath the earth or are secreted away somewhere. And some aspects of humanity are kind of serving them in a, kind of, in a cult-like fashion. Um, H.P. Lovecraft is a very controversial person. Uh, he's a very hateful and terrible person. Um, I will not defend uh, some of the really awful things that he's written about and believed in, but he is a pioneer of the horror genre, and you cannot overlook the stuff he did for the genre in general. And if you can kind of read around the horrific racism and other lamentable aspects of his books, they are really, really good and truly scary. Um, as an adult, I'd not found very many horror books really, really, really scary, but H.P. Lovecraft scares me. And, and just to nail him down even further, Cthulhu is a giant like tentacle beast monster. So there. I just ask, are you sure he's bad? <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, who's your number three? I decided to pick one from the books I've read for the To Read List podcast. So it's Frollo from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Ooh. Ooh. If you've seen you know, the Disney movie or read the book. He is um, the head, I want to say Archdeacon, I forget the title, at the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Um, and his desire is to capture Esmeralda and basically punish her for his own lust for her. And if she won't 
succumb to his lust, he's going to kill her. So it's just, you know, great. Uh, what, what, what would you call it? Um, Hypocrisy? <laughs> oh, I was going to say something like, oh, oh, incel. It's very incel behavior. He's just so evil and such a jerk. And there's just nothing good about him. And he has all this power, which makes him even more frightening. So yeah, Frollo. Counterpoint, though. He has the best song out of any Disney character. This is true. I agree. That is a great song. Andrew, what's your number two? My number two, and when we came up with this idea in our group text, I texted and claimed it so that <laughs> Bailey wouldn't <laughs> uh, wouldn't get to say it, because I know she does really love this book and would probably agree with this, um, but it's Old Nick from Room by Emma Donahue. Uh, you may remember that book from our Unputdownable book mini so we did a few weeks ago. Old Nick is the captor of Ma and the father of Jack, who's keeping um, Jack and his mother in a shed behind his house and is the overall villain. But it was part of why I included him on this list is it was really interesting to see him from Jack's point of view, because as a five-year-old, he doesn't know how to comprehend exactly what's going on, even though it's obvious to us as readers. So it was a really compelling way to present a villain who's objectively horrific and awful, but you just sort of see him from what Jack can possibly understand about it. Uh, Makes the list for being awful and then also for being an interesting depiction of awfulness. Good one. Very grim, very grim picks, uh, Andrew. Truly despicable human characters. <laughs> My honorable mentions are more fun, but I was trying to really isolate like who I really hated, and so I went with the more despicable ones. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, Toby's thinking about like evil tentacle monsters. We're all on different pages here. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. It, that's why we bring different books to the table, you know. Toby, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is another one that I texted the group to claim away from Bailey, um, <laughs> and that would be the gentleman with the thistle down hair from Jonathan Strange and Mister Norrell by Susanna Clark. I won't go too far into it because I think Billy and I spent a fair amount of time discussing what we loved about this villain in her episode reviewing that book. So if you haven't heard that yet, go back and listen to it. It's a good episode. But I will just shortly say that um, he actually shares a lot in common with what I liked about Cthulhu, which is that he seems like a realistic and terrifying portrayal of kind of an alien intelligence or, or something beyond humanity that has ill intentions toward us, but that we cannot predict what he's going to do because he seems completely illogical. Uh, his wants and desires do not relate directly to stuff that we as humans would recognize as wanting and desiring. So he's totally unpredictable. He seems like kind of crazy. And he's also like kind of funny in his really scary way. And yeah, he's just a fantastic, uh, truly terrifying and evil villain for me. Nice. You guys took two good ones from me, but I respect it. Game, respect, game. (laughs) My number two is a category versus a specific person. Mm -hmm. In particular, I would classify it as the anti-hero or the protagonist that you're following who turns out is a real jerk. So this includes Humbert Humbert from Lolita, Raskolnikov from Crime and Punishment, and Paul Talent from People in the Trees. Just like Mm. people that you are reading the book from their perspective. And as you're going, you're just realizing how much of a monster your way into the book is. I don't know that one antihero is better than another, but it's just interesting to embody that viewpoint to be the evil guy for the book. And in a lot of cases, these people are pretty evil. So that's my number two. I really like that pick, Bailey. That is a special kind of experience as a reader because there are just assumptions about books when you read them where you're like, okay, well, no matter how unlikable this protagonist is, I'm sure it's always going to turn out that there's like a redeeming quality and the few books that manage to pull it off where there aren't any and they become the true villain. It's a unique experience. I really enjoy that. Yeah, me too. It's only fair that we let you cheat because we took two of your options. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) All right, it's time for our number one. Andrew, what's your most vile? 
my most vile. And we, we can get into uh, maybe in the honorable mentions a little bit of the rules we used about who we picked in case you're wondering why some heavy hitters aren't on our list. But my number one bad boy is, unsurprisingly, I'm going to use a play here. Um <laughs> It's Roy Cohn from Angels in America by Tony Kushner. If you've seen the mini series on HBO, uh, he's portrayed by Al Pacino very memorably. He is like tremendously awful, like scum of the earth in his hypocrisy and how he treats other people in his motivations, which is like inhuman. (laughs) He is based on a real person, I should say. And he is also just so much fun to be around. The whole time you hear him talk, you're like sort of nauseated by how evil he is. Whenever he's in a scene, he like keeps monologues going. So he's really compelling to watch if you see the play and to read on on the page but yeah he's just awful so he's far and away my number one villain easily and i would recommend since you have some time if you don't have a copy because i know reading plays isn't everybody's thing i would recommend checking out that mini series or trying to see if you can find a version of the play to watch um because i'm sure there are some recorded versions being being sent out now i know a lot of theaters are doing that cool all right uh roy cohen number one Toby, what's your number one? Evil Most Vile. All right, number one villain with a bullet. Baby, you know it's gotta be Clooney the Scourge. Okay, oh, I thought we weren't oh. allowed to put him on. But you know who doesn't listen to rules? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Clooney doesn't care if he's banned from the podcast. He's coming back. He's gonna <laughs> crack you in the face with his giant tail. Uh, he is totally irredeemable. He's very fun to be around. I think he kills as many of his own followers as the Redwall mice do. So yeah, I mean, he is the ultimate children's literature villain in that he is uh, scary, but also kind of funny and like incompetent in ways. Um, and he just really like for me as a young reader set the template for the version version of a fun but also legitimately scary villain so yeah it's got to be Clooney the Scourge you can't beat him unsurprising that you chose him I thought he wasn't allowed but I'm so glad you picked him Toby yeah like I said he don't care if he's allowed or not (laughs) (laughs) yes obviously I agree so my number one, um, I wanted to do something that I haven't talked about on the podcast yet. So my number one is Aiden, the AI from the Illumini Files. This is a YA book, uh, sci-fi fantasy following a teen protagonist, Katie, and she's on the ship. And the AI that controls the ship is called Aiden. It's an acronym. And Aiden like falls in love with her. But then when she rejects him... Things goes bad? Yeah, <laughs> things goes bad. Like in... Um, <laughs> Things go bad, like in, uh, what's that movie? 2001. Um, yeah. It's an interesting villain because whenever they have these AIs that, like, they think logically and it, it makes sense, you understand why they come to the conclusions that they do, but it's also just so terrifying because they don't empathize. They don't take into account human life and that sort of thing. So I thought it was pretty scary. And the way Illumini is told, if you haven't read it or listened to it, it's like a multi-genre, multi-media novel. So there's like text messages and pictures and redacted documents. And so when the AI starts to go a little mad, it's kind of cool to look at it on the page. Him going crazy is one of the weirdest, like Jonathan Safford Bower type typography everywhere kind of thing on how scary it starts to get. Yeah. So that's my number one. Nice. Did anyone have any um, honorable mentions? I did not. I assumed Bailey was going to have like 80 honorable mentions, Me so I, I brought some in so I could so I could fit in. Let's hear it, I'm <laughs> One of our rules was that we weren't going to use like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Cornerstone, things like that. Mm-hmm. We wanted to get a little different. 
but I wanted to include Peter Pettigrew from Harry Potter oh, as one yeah. of them, just because he's a he's. It's a really interesting twist of how he used to be friends with with James Potter and all those crew, and how he's introduced. I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I also I've mentioned it before, but the Scriker, um, which is from a play called The Scriker by Carol Churchill, who's like a weird amalgamation of all these British folk tales, who talks like they ate a dictionary and is trying to make word association. Mm-hmm. Really compelling and, and fascinating to read or see. Um, and then Dracula. Yeah, I thought about Dracula. We all love Dracula here. Yeah, so those are my honorable mentions. They really got to remake Dracula and put it in a high school. Van Helsing is there as like the professor. Yeah. Maybe that's just Buffy. (laughs) Well, those were very vile villains. Dylan, did you have any villain you wanted to share? It was funny because Bailey and I were talking about different villains and then half of them were spoilers. Yeah. But um, I mentioned that the villain of Watchmen, I won't say who it is because it's a whole murder mystery, but the ending reveal of the villain is so well done. There's very few books where like the main characters are shocked, but also you, the reader, are also shocked with it. But in terms of villains too, I was also thinking of In Cold Blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Hitchcock and uh, Perry Smith, just because, besides the fact they're real people, they're so well balanced. And like, these are two different types of evil characters. Because um, if you don't know, it's this true story of Richard Hitchcock and Perry Smith on how they killed a family of four in Kansas. They killed. They, kill, they killed a family. They killed a family. And one uh, Richard is like a con artist, criminal, outlaw, and Perry Smith is a sociopath psychopath and i always remember like there's one line that perry smith says that like sticks with you when he's describing the father of the uh family the uh i didn't want to harm the man i thought he was a very nice gentleman soft-spoken i thought so right up until the moment i cut his throat of like oh richard is just like a bad guy and then perry smith is bad at being a person is bad at being a guy yeah because capote is pretty um sympathetic towards perry for a lot of it and so you don't really realize what a monster he is yeah 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 good pull dylan good ones yeah all right well very good villains if you listeners have any favorite villains please email us let us know i know it's all gonna be Clooney the scourge we're all about Clooney the scourge <laughs> but like don't maybe there's other ones too uh, okay so um next week on the podcast we have a regular episode I'm covering, well, we're all covering for the To Read List Book Club, Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Please send us your thoughts or questions. And Toby is reading Cat's Eye by Margaret Atwood. Thanks for listening to the To Read List. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email the To Read List Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Goodreads at goodreads.com slash the To Read List Podcast. We're on Facebook and Instagram at the To Read List Podcast and on Twitter at To Read List Pod. Thanks to Toby and Andrew for co-hosting the podcast with me, to Dylan for sound recording, to Miss Jillian Beth Durkee for composing our intro song, and to Patrick McGran for remixing it. See you next week. Happy reading. Scourge, scourge, scourge. Scourge, not scourge. <laughs>